0: Weeks ago, in some basic personal Bible study that I was doing, I wasn't preparing a sermon, I wasn't getting ready to preach. I simply opened my Bible to 2nd Chronicles chapter 1, and in part that was because I was really going to focus on chapters 5, 6, and 7. But as I studied chapter 1, God took a particular thought. And used it to challenge my life. And I want to share it with you tonight because, as I said, you're going to need it this week. Let's open our Bibles, will you please, to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter number 1. 2 Chronicles 1 is a time of transition, historically. David, the king, had died. Solomon, his son, was to become the new new king. Even things in the spiritual state of being in the nation were transitioning. The Ark of the Covenant was not in the tabernacle that Moses had created in the wilderness, and yet the new temple in Jerusalem had not been built. And so David had created a tent to house it. A lot is happening. But here we come to 2 Chronicles chapter 1, and I want you to focus with me on the scriptures starting at verse number 7. In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask, what I shall give thee. Notice, if you will please, verse number 10. Give me now wisdom and knowledge. But hold your place right here in 2 Chronicles 1 and turn with me back to 1 Kings chapter 3. One of the beautiful things in the word of God is that we often are given parallel accounts that are similar and yet also give us different perspectives. And so we come to another passage of scripture that doesn't contradict but rather complements And we read in verse 5, In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Look at verse 9. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart. Men and women, there's a verse of scripture that comes to my mind tonight from the book of Proverbs It's Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6, and here's what it says. The Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Let's pause for a moment and let's ask the Lord to now speak to us from his word. Father, please help me tonight as I speak. May the message be something that will not simply be informational, but also inspirational. May it not just give us another Bible story, so to speak, but may it give us truth that even this very week, we will be able to use and we will be able to live by in our own individual, in our own personal lives. Help me now, I pray, and help the people to listen well also, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The story of Solomon begins in the two passages of Scripture that I've read from already tonight. But as I was going through the Word of God four things stood out to me about what I referred to as a prayer that pleases God. I want you to notice these with me tonight. 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse 7, the first thing that we see is God's appearance Verse number 7, we read it already. In that night did God appear unto Solomon. We turn back to First Kings chapter 3, we've already read it. In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. I don't know about you, but it amazes me to think that the God of this universe would be interested in an individual human being like me or like you it's incredible to think that human beings have an opportunity to connect and communicate with god a number of years ago when my children were still at home one day i told them i was going to write a letter to the President of the United States and invite him and his wife to come to our house for a meal. My kids thought I was absolutely ridiculous. They even teased me and kidded me about it. I said, what have I got to lose? And so I typed out a letter and I mailed it to the White House in Washington, extending an invitation to the President and his wife to come for lunch. About four weeks later, an envelope arrived in the mail from the White House, Washington, D.C. The whole family kind of gathered around, and I opened the letter and discovered that it was a, a letter written to me personally from the secretary who handled the president's scheduling. She thanked me for our support of the president. And then she said, the president regrets that he will not be able to accept your invitation. Do you know the first thought that came to my mind was, well, then I should have told him we'd come to his house for lunch. I don't (laughs) care. You say, Brother Tom, did you really think you could pull it off? I guess I have to be honest and say, No, probably not. But it does make something clear to me that's worth considering tonight, and it's this Could I meet with the President of the United States? Probably not. Would I be able to have an appointment with the governor of our state of Pennsylvania? Not necessarily. Even in a lot of the towns or cities where we live, it would probably be difficult to even get an immediate appointment with the mayor. But folks, let me make a point clear to you tonight, and it's this. In spite of all those things I can't do, there's one thing I can do, and that is every day, as many times a day as I need to, I can talk to the God of the universe. What an amazing, what an incredible thought that God would have a one-on-one with a man. That God would communicate with an individual. Such was the case. God's appearance. But I want you to notice a second thing. Number two, notice if you will, God's approach. I told you tonight I was speaking on prayer. Prayer is asking. But isn't it interesting that in this case, it's God who does the asking first. We go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 3 and verse number 7. I'm sorry, 1 and verse 7 and the and God said ask what I shall give thee we flip back over to second or to first kings chapter 3 verse 5 and God said ask what I shall give thee you know what comes to my mind an immediate reference to several illustrations in the gospel when Jesus dealt with a blind man or blind men, and he asked the same questions again. What shall I do for thee? It was almost as if God came to these individuals with a blank check with a request list for them to fill in. God came to Solomon and said, what do you need? What do you want me to do? And what a beautiful picture that is of God's willingness as a great God to meet great needs in the lives of of his own people. Ask what I shall give thee. A couple of years ago, my wife and I were traveling home from out west. We were in Denver, and the plane that we were to fly on to Chicago developed a mechanical issue. The result was the plane had to be out, and another plane was brought in. The result is we got out of Detroit, I'm sorry, got out of Denver late, got into Chicago late, missed our flight to State College. Thankfully, United Airlines, by the way, they're paying me for this commercial, uh, United Airlines quickly made arrangements for us to get a flight several hours later. There was only one problem heavy storms moved into the Chicago region. And so for several hours, we listened to the announcements as our flight kept getting bumped a little bit later and a little bit later and a little bit later. And all along, I'm checking the radar on my phone thinking, not a chance, we'll never get out of Chicago tonight. Finally, about 9 o'clock, sure enough, the announcement came, your flight has been canceled until tomorrow morning. So I walked up to the counter and I said to the agent, so what do we do? She handed me a little business card and said, scan the QR code on the back of this card and you will be given a live representative to talk to. So I scanned it. Sure enough, Within seconds, there is a person talking to me. And I, of course, in those brief moments had already prepared a speech. And it was bad. (laughs) The broken down plane in Denver. The storms in Chicago. My wife and I are trapped in this airport. We have nowhere to go, nothing to eat, nowhere to... And I, I'm going to work this agent for all I can. And so she said, what do you need? And I started into my speech. And oh my, I was emotional. And I I had facial expressions. And and I, I kept trying to tell her what a difficult predicament we were in. Stranded in Chicago. She's like, sir, 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 (laughs) what do you need? Well, ma'am, sir, what do you want me to do? And this happened repeatedly. And finally, almost in a spirit of sarcasm, I said, ma'am, I would like to have the most comfortable bed in the nicest hotel in Chicago. At which point she said, Okay, when we hang up, you will receive a text listing three different hotels. You choose the one you want, call the number, confirm your reservation, head to the shuttle. The shuttle will take you to the hotel for the night. You'll get vouchers for $40 for food. The shuttle will pick you up in the morning, bring you back. Is there anything else? (laughs) I was like, well, no, I guess not. And we hung up and sure enough there was the text and a while later there was the shuttle and my wife and I spent a night in a very nice hotel in Chicago and the next day got our flight to State College and we're home by about 9 or 9.30. Why do I share that experience with you? I'd share it with you because sometimes isn't it amazing how difficult it is to express our need even to a God who can meet any and every need in our lives. Do you realize that it is human nature at its worst to automatically assume that we've got to help God out? And there's a sense in which God just looks at me and looks at you in our time of crisis, our time of indecision, our time of whatever it may be that has touched our lives. And he says, what do you need? That's what God did to Solomon. But that leads us now to the third thing we want to see tonight, and it's this. God's approval. Here's what happened. In response to the question that God had offered to Solomon, Solomon asks for three things. We've already read them tonight. Give me now wisdom and knowledge. He asked that God will give him an understanding heart. It's at that point that God very specifically says, Solomon, you could have asked for riches and wealth and honor life of thine enemies, you could have asked for a long life. By the way, are those not the kind of things that a king would have asked for? But instead, you asked for wisdom, for knowledge, and understanding so that you could discern between what is right and what is wrong for your people. Turn with me back to 1 Kings chapter 3. And there's a phrase that I discovered in Solomon's request that to me was amazing. Look at verse number 7. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father and I am but a little child. Look at this next phrase. I know not how to go out or come in. In my Bible, I marked out those four words. I know not how. Do you realize that even this very weak. Every one of us is probably going to to experience one of those I don't know how moments. Maybe it'll be a, a decision that we have to make. Maybe it'll be a problem that we have to solve. Maybe it'll be a need we have to provide. Maybe it'll be a question for which we need an answer. The simple truth is, no matter how old or young we may be, there will be times very likely this week where we will be in those I don't know how situations. And yet the beauty of those moments is... That we will come to a point where in our own hearts and minds, we will be saying, I can't, but God can. I'm insufficient, but God is all sufficient. I'm unable, but God is all able. I'm nothing. God is everything. I had a friend, we were discussing one time the question, will God ever give us more than we can handle? Hang on, because I know what some of you are thinking. And after a brief discussion, do you know what we concluded? Yes. God will allow us to face more in life than we can handle. Oh, I know you're thinking of 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He'll not let us be tempted above that which we are able. But I am convinced that, yes, there are times in life where God puts more upon us than we can handle. You want to know why? Because it drives us and it draws us to him. That's why. Why? Solomon is at a moment in his life where, yes, he is facing an overwhelming task to be the king of a great nation for God. But I want you to see something. Verse number 10, And the speech... Pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. What was it God was pleased with? What was it that God approved of? It was the fact that Solomon, in and of himself, was well aware of the fact he couldn't do it. And he needed God's wisdom, God's knowledge and God's understanding. Back in my youth pastoring days, one of the themes that I developed through the years and taught to our teenagers was the concept of a God-pleasing life. We studied everything from the perspective that you and I were created to bring pleasure to God. We were to live our lives in such a way that God could look upon us in approval and smile, as it were, with pleasure. Here's a man who pleased God. Why? Because of a simple prayer that said, God, I can't handle this. I need You, specifically, your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. What an incredible statement. And God approved. But let me quickly give you the fourth and final thing tonight in this simple Bible study. Number four, notice God's answer. God's answer. Since we're in 1 Kings chapter 3, look with me at verse 11. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither asked riches for thyself, nor asked for the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Verse 12, Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. We go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 11. And God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. You have Solomon's request, and you have God's response. You have God answering Solomon's prayer. I took my Bible the other day, and I started in 1 Kings chapter 3, and I began to just go through the scriptures Let me give you a sampling of what I read. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse number 28. The wisdom of God was in him. 1 Kings chapter 4 verse 29. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding much and largeness of heart. Verse 30, and Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of the children of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. Verse 31, he was wiser than all men. Chapter 5, and verse number 7 speaks of a wise son. Verse 12, the Lord gave Solomon wisdom. You can continue on. I'm just giving you a sampling to get started. And do you know what you discover? In response to a simple prayer request, Solomon became one of the wisest men, the wisest man on the earth because his prayer pleased God someone shared a thought with me one time that I thought was very unique in its ability to visualize what God does in answer to prayer the thought was this an answer to prayer is what happens when God takes a question mark and straightens it out and makes it an exclamation point tonight sitting over here in the men's prayer meeting you two brethren were with me when we prayed and the first part of our prayer was what do we need what do we need personally And you men will remember, I said to you tonight, there are a lot of question marks in my life right now. 2024 is a year of incredible unknown for me and my family and our ministry. And can I tell you, it's because of that need in my life that a prayer like this becomes very, very important. We're done in First Kings and Second Chronicles. Let's draw the application. One more verse of scripture. Go with me to the book of James. Will you do that? James chapter one and verse number five. Do you know what a promise is? A promise is a guarantee. And when we talk about a promise from God, we're talking about something that God himself guarantees to us. James chapter 1 and verse 5. This is a verse that needs to go on a three-by-five card that will sit on your dashboard or your windowsill or your dresser or your desk. It's a verse that needs to be in your pocket this week because you're going to need it before this week is over, whether it's in the home, whether it's at school or work. Let's look at it. If any of you lack wisdom, there's the question mark. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. It's exactly what Solomon did. God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and notice, and it shall be given. Men and women, James chapter 1 and verse 5 is a promise. It's a guarantee from God. Right. Oh, we can look at Solomon and say, oh, he was the wisest man that ever lived. Wait a minute. How did he become that? Because in his moment of, own, of, his, of his own need, he asked God for wisdom and wisdom knowledge, and understanding. And the God who gives wisdom, knowledge, and understanding gave it and granted it. And the wisdom of God became the wisdom of Solomon. According to James 1 and verse 5, that same wisdom will also be mine and yours even this week. We don't have to do foolish things. We don't have to live like fools. We can live with the wisdom of God when we pray a simple prayer that pleases God. Let's bow our heads. Let's be quiet for just a moment tonight as we